Poison Rana. Honey, what up now? What up, though? Welcome back to What Up, though? The uh, hip hop and pop culture show. I am your host, B Detroit. You might know me as B Detroit. My name is Brian Tannehill. Allow me to formally introduce myself to you guys, the uh, Poison Runner family. And I'm joined again for the second show by my man, John Cena. What's going on, Cena? What's up, B? I-, I know this is episode two, but it feels like the real, like, first episode. Like, you know, when shows get, like, like spinoffs, like, you know how Jefferson spend off from All in the Family and, and Frazier spend off from, like, Cheers. You still have, like, the old cast members kind of there introducing. That was what, that's what Braden was doing, introducing us. But now it's, like, the first, like, official first episode. You know? Yeah. Like, you know, like, the really peeling the, the, that plastic seal off your phone when you first get it, you know? Mm, After you talked go. on it for, like, a month. I was getting all raggedy. We just pulled that raggedy Brayden Harrington off the show and, you know, keep it going. (laughs) Raggedy raggedy ass bitch. We love you, Brayden. Oh, yes. The raggedy bitch line from uh, who who did that one? Stokely. Stokely Stokely to to, to Danielson. Yeah. Raggedy bitch. Big pop for me at home. (laughs) Absolutely. But um, to start the show off, um, tragic news yesterday. Um, I wanted to send my... um, prayers and condolences out to the family of jay briscoe um we lost a brother yesterday in the car crash um very very tough moment for um a lot of people in the wrestling industry i was only fortunate to see the boys one time so you know could you believe that yeah i was gonna ask was it one of the gcw shows in in detroit it was the um gcw show they came in 2021 yeah and they did a scaffold match for the main event and that was my first time seeing these guys you know so um Unfortunately, I didn't get to, you know, have these experiences like everybody else did in the wrestling community. But when I tell you that I brought a friend to that show who hadn't watched wrestling in years, you know, since like the Attitude Era. And I was excited about the scaffold match. I'm like, yeah, the Briscoes, they're wild, man. You're going to love it. And by the end of that match, my friend was like standing on the chair trying to see everything that was happening. Like It was one of the most exciting things like wrestling shows I've been to in a long time. And I'm just happy i got to see these guys you know together as a unit for that one time you know so um so you know how many how many times have you seen these guys it's been a while you've seen a lot of yeah right i mean i've always been aware of them because the briscoes have obviously been wrestling forever but like me i didn't start going to independent shows till like i want to say like mm, six seven years ago so i kind of missed like their entire ring of honor run unfortunately i did see them wrestle in ring of honor though at least one or two shows Mm -hmm. but like it wasn't until like this past year or two once i started shine the dark i feel like these guys were like on every single show i was watching like impact nwa gcw um like ring of honor obviously but like uh, House of Glory, which is like kind of like was my independent shows that I kind of started going to after Evolve. And these guys were on every show. Once like Ring of Honor, I guess, initially like kind of shut down before the whole Tony Khan purchase, they mm-hmm. were doing like their indie runs. They were everywhere, winning titles everywhere. And I was literally like going to shows, seeing them all the time. And I know Frank had brought it up during the uh, Up Next review in the chat room, but like we literally saw their last match. Like it was crazy. Like it was it was Frank's birthday. We were there. I was hanging out. David Bixon Span was there. We were just watching it, like thinking nothing of it. It was just the Briscoes passing the the torch over, passing the tag titles over to one of them, the House of Glory uh, cl- um, 
you know, young guys over there with the main event. Yeah. And little behold, this was the last match they ever had, man. And it's like, in, in retrospect, it's like, who would have even like had thought that? And it's tragic, you know, it's a car accident. So obviously it's not something you would expect, but um, this is, yeah, this is really sad. And, and did, you know, just to, so everybody knows we're recording this before uh, tonight's Dynamite. So I'm yeah. sure there's going to be some sort of tribute tonight. Um, The Ring of Honor show that's going to be in April, I'm sure is going to be a whole tribute to it. I brought up this idea of maybe doing maybe like, because they were the reigning tag champions, right? So maybe you mm-hmm. do some sort of like Jay Briscoe Memorial Tag Team Tournament just to crown new champions. And maybe who knows if Mark Briscoe is even going to wrestle. I mean, you don't know what's going to go on with this guy. His brother just passed. I mean, he might just want to yeah. just, that's it. But yeah. let's just say he wants to do it. Put him in the main event. Put him against Claudio for the title or something. Um, You know, this House of Glory show that I'm going to in February, I'm sure it's going to be a tribute show to him as well. So it's like, these guys have legit wrestled or wrestled with somebody who's in a locker room in any wrestling organization they've been around for so long. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I'm sure that they must have like, you know, been been inspiration for pretty much like every wrestler that we know out there. Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those... When when someone leaves that you see all the time, it kind of hurts worse, you know, because pretty much every wrestling show I've been watching since, you know, let's say the quote unquote smart era of wrestling has had the Briscoes on it. Like you said before, I haven't seen a show that wasn't out of this outside of a WWE show without the Briscoes. So it's like it's just you used to seeing those mainstays, man. It's just like what you mean the Briscoes aren't going to be in the main event somehow or like in the co-main or something tearing it down like they've been doing the last year they've been having the last year they probably had two of the best matches of last year yeah you know and they they finally started to get this recognition and it's just like this is so untimely and so like out of nowhere it's it's, they're fresh on everybody's mind when this is happening what i'm saying you know so it's really tough um Person like like personally, I've been dealing with a lot of like death in my family, so it's like it hits all at the same time. So it's real tough. Anybody is like feeling down about anything, it gets better. Um, keep your heads up, guys. Um, just try to love the people you're around. You know, so I like yeah. I was legit like while this is happening, I was doing my voting. Um, Voices of Wrestling sends me like a ballet every year for like top matches of the year. And I was like breaking it down. I'm like, I'm literally trying to decide which uh, FTR uh, Briscoe's match I like better. Their first one from Supercard of Honor or the double collar match. Like one of those two, I know was going to take the number one spot as legit as I'm like submitting my my picks. I go like to our group chat and I see this about Jay Briscoe. I'm like, you got to be kidding me, right? Like, like the timing is like, it's never good, obviously. But like just for this to happen, like as I'm literally like, it's when when you when it's somebody who like you legit are just watching like that's on TV like or every week it hits mm-hmm. a little bit harder than like somebody who you haven't seen on TV for like twenty years like oh you know rest in peace to this guy but somebody who you see like every week it, it feels like somebody you know it feels like somebody that you're keeping up with every week so it hits a little bit harder and these guys never wrestled not even one match in WWE and they got a tweet from Triple H they got a mention live on on NXT like that says a lot to be like somebody who who's never wrestled for your company and you still get this recognition and love on your show definitely means a lot. I'm pretty sure they were on those guys' radar, you know, yeah. at one point in time or like multiple points in time. But honestly, I was just talking to one of my friends about the AEW video game. And I was like, man, that'd be cool if they put all these guys who've never been in the video game inside of AEW. I'm like, mm. Dude, I would love to play with the Briscoes and stuff like that. I was just love thinking all these combinations I could do with a video game. And it's like now I really hope they push to put these guys in there. You know what I mean? Just to like, you know, do something they'd never done before. They'd never yeah. been in a video game. Now, give these guys everything. Give these guys action figures. Give exactly. these guys, Mortalize you know, these guys more the way they should have been. Yeah, while they were together as a unit. So absolutely, give them, give them everything. 
Yep. Rest in peace to Jay Briscoe, man. Uh, much love to everybody and his family and, and his friends. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, Sino. So uh, what's been going on, man? I haven't talked to you since the last time we did a show. Like, what, what's new, man? To be honest with you, the last week or so, I've actually been sick. <laughs> I've been staying home. I, I was off like over the weekend and then I don't know what happened. It wasn't COVID, but I definitely got sick. And then my son got sick. So I've been kind of like trapped at home, watching TV, watching movies. I've been in for some reason, like into like a, a James Bond kick. I Like <laughs> during the pandemic, I told myself I was going to watch every single James Bond movie. And I think I got up to like movie number two and then like everything opened up back up again. So I'm like, oh, there goes that. But then all of a sudden, I just started watching them again, and now I'm like up to like, I think Roger Moore's last movie or whatever. So I I I I'm up to that. I, I watched The Last of Us, um, that premiered on HBO. Uh, mm-hmm. I was a huge fan of the the video game. I, I never played the second one, but I played the first one, loved it. Um, I know you you watched a little bit of it, right? Yeah, I definitely watched it. Then it watched me for the rest of like 45 minutes of it. But it was one of those shows, like like I was telling you before we start recording. I never played the video game. So it was harder for me to like grasp like every scene, which I seen people like marking out about like scenes that was from the video game that they did in the show. I'm like, I have no idea what you guys are talking about, but Yo. it's not, that's not going to ruin my viewing experience of it. I'm, I'm going to give it another try. Yeah. I tell a lot of people, like, even if you never play the game, you that's, you can watch the show. Obviously they're going to tell you everything that happens in the game anyway. But yeah, yeah, like I'm sure there was multiple scenes that were lifted from the game, but there was one scene. I, I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but they're basically driving a car. And like, it's kind of like a first person view of you driving. I want to say, like, I have to see a comparison video, but it literally looks exactly like it looked in the video game. It's re- crazy. Like everything from like the people on the side of the streets to the lights going off. It, uh, it's like they spot on, like whoever, uh, it's got to be makers of the video games that that definitely worked or approved this, um, this show. Cause it, it looks spot on to the game to me. And I'm loving it so far. I seen, um, a side by side clip of, mm-hmm. well, it was like a, no up and down type of slide video and it was like the girl i'm not even sure of her name the main character she was like giving the guy the business and it was like word for word movement for movement of the same thing from the video game and i was like that's dope like i've never seen anything done like that from a video game to like a movie or a tv show so that that is super dope i'm glad they're doing stuff like that yeah there was this one person on the show a uh, character named marlene and i'm looking at her i'm like oh she's spot on she looks just like the video game I look it up and it's legit the voice actress and the motion capture actress from the video game. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. You don't really see that too often. You don't see like the voice actors get carried over to the actual shows or movies. So when I saw that, I'm like, that's perfect. That's perfect right there. You know what? Since you were talking James Bond, I was listening to um, another podcast and they were talking um, Hitman, right? The video game. Uh huh. Turns out that those guys are supposed to be making the James Bond video game. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. And so um, as they were doing the research on it and they were looking at the guy who kept playing Agent 47 in the movies and they were like, oh, no, he's the voice actor for the game, too. I'm like, what? That's the same guy. (laughs) Like, so that's kind of crazy that they did that. So Hitman and Last of Us might be ahead of their time when it comes to that. I tell you what, man, video game movies or shows have definitely stepped up um i i was a fan of the uncharted movie and a lot of people didn't like that even the last tomb raider movie was really good um i think this new mario movie is coming out looks really good i feel like this is like we're finally in an era now where um where video games can be treated like with respect like i'm looking forward to this god of war show that's coming out a movie there's supposed to be a horizon zero dawn show coming out like i'm 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 excited honestly i feel like now they can finally make really well respected and well done uh video game adaptations I feel like we're in the era of the um, movie video game, though, because think about the games we were playing like in the early 2000s and late late 90s. There weren't they were kind of hard to adapt to movie, you know, Mm. but most of the games we're playing now are movies. 
You know what nah, I'm saying? Horizon Zero Dawn is a movie that you upgrade. You know, <laughs> this is like these are movies we're playing, so it's going to be easy to translate those into shows and um, movies. So it's, I don't, I don't see any bad movies coming out of this unless we get another like um, Assassin's Creed. Mm, yeah, that was disappointing. <laughs> what um, what are like some of your top like games or that you would love to see made either shows or or movies? Okay, um, my number one, number two all-time favorite game of all times is Streets of Rage. I would love to see a Streets of Rage video. Mm, I mean, okay. that'd be super dope. Um, I don't know. Um, it'd have to go like Splinter Cell, stuff that will really translate well into a movie. Splinter Cell, Streets of Rage. I can see a movie just straight up beat 'em ups. Um, I heard Sonic- they're making a they're making a Rainbow Six movie. Same thing. That'd be like Splinter Cell and yeah. Cypher Filter. These all games that you can just make like that. Um, this kind of like Mission Impossible. You know what I'm saying? And like James Bond, all in one. Yeah, I know Metal Gear Solid has been rumored for a while, so I'm not sure if that's still in development. But I would love to see that. Um, I would love to see a a, a new Silent Hill movie. Like like not like the originals. I didn't weren't too big fans of those. I want to see like a re a redone version of that. Um, but my number one is this game. Most people might not even remember it. It was for PlayStation one. It was called Tenchu. It was like a ninja game. Tenchu. I love that game. That was one of my favorite games of all time. And that's how me and my, my best friend to this day, we, we talk about this game all the time. Cause literally like I beat the game in middle school and he was like having trouble with it. And he invited me over to come and just be the level for him. And ever since then, we've been best friends, like over like you know, 25 years at this point. Um, so that, that game is like near and dear to my heart. I would love that to be done uh, in like a movie form. Oh yeah. Goes to Tsushima too. That'd be a thing. Mm, yes. That's, you know, what's funny. That's that game is very similar to Tenchu in its style. Really? Yeah. Oh, so it's a samurai game. Yeah. It's a samurai. Yeah, it's a samurai ninja game, but just like the way it's, it's done in the music and the way everything kind of like is uh, represented is, is very similar. Gotcha. I've never been like hardcore. I've played Ghost of Tsushima. I've never been like the guy who can play it in black and white and Japanese because I wish I could because it looks super yeah. dope. But I, 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 re- I respect that. Like I, I understand like, what they're trying to like pay homage to. But like if I'm spending like what eighty dollars now on these games, I'm sorry. I'm gonna play with color. I'm gonna play it in like the the best looking version you can think <laughs> of. Like I, I turned on the black and white for like a second and the subtitles on. Oh, that's cool. But let's go yeah, back yeah. to to the to, to the full graphics that I'm paying for here. I don't know, man. I'm an anime kid, so that that subtitles had me for like two weeks straight playing that game. I'm like, I'm gonna just keep it like this because it's so much dope mm. to see him yell in Japanese. I don't know, but it's a great game. I would love to see it as a movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Have you um? Checked out any of the um, Grammy nominations, you know? Run them down for me. I know I, we I, like we're like jumping all over the place. Nah, this is what up though. This is a show with no structure. Exactly. You know? this, this is like like the equivalent of like just sitting in a barbershop and just like random conversations being spit left to right, and just you, you want to choose which which uh which topic you want to jump into. So yeah, let's jump into the Grammys. Absolutely. Have- Since we're pretty much a music centric podcast in the first place on the Poison Running Network, let's there jump into the Grammy nominations now. Um, I'm going to stay toward the rap nominations because I have no idea what most of these songs are that people are making. You know, I don't know what was made this year. Only thing that like from the pop charts that I really know is like some Billie Eilish cuts and some Beyonce. Okay. Other than that, I have no idea what these people are making these days, but the rap nominations, um, it looks like Kendrick Lamar's, um, I'm sorry. One sec. Kendrick Lamar's uh, Big Morale and uh, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers is kind of cleaning up tonight. I mean, okay. over the Grammys this year, he's got a nomination for Song of the Year. He's got a Performance of the Year for the Heart Part Five, 
He's uh, nominated for Rap Album of the Year, Album of the Year overall, and Rap Song of the Year. So Kendrick is going to clean up over the Grammys this year. Um, one sec, I'm going to go down all of the um, rap categories. But um, is there any albums that you on your radar that you would think that would be nominated for this category? You know? Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, yeah, Kendrick Lamar's album definitely is up there. I, I just re-listened to uh, King's Disease 3 recently. Um, okay. That's up there, honestly. Like, I was actually watching a uh, a topic I actually want to go into is, like, like uh, rap reactions, because I started, like, listening to a couple different ones on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, this guy kind of did a, 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 a listen back to King's Disease 3, so it was my second time listening to it. I'm like, you know, this album's a lot better than than I thought it was. Like, I enjoy King's Disease 2. But I think part three is definitely up there. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, what was the name of the um, uh, and the Black Thought Cheat Codes. There we go. The Black Thought and Danger Mouse album. That one's up there for me. Um, shout out to Danger Mouse. He's actually like from the same city as me in White Plains. Right. So I always okay. kind of like I always like supported his projects, whether it was Norris Barkley, um, mm. you know, his 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 uh, the, when he did the the gray album the one where he, t- he took jay-z's black album and mixed it with the beatles i love that yeah, that was like yeah. one of my favorite like mixtapes like or concept albums i guess you can think of um so those two are probably the top of my charts right there with cheat codes and um kings of c3 well i'm going to go down from the first rap category which is best rap performance and it looks like dj Khaled is nominated with god did featuring jay-z rick ross lil wayne john legend and friday i'm not even sure who that is um vegas by doja cat pushing p by gunner future and young thug fnf by glorilla and uh the heart part five by kendrick lamar okay yeah shout out to Pusha t yeah his album the almost dry album is up there probably like my top top 10 i want to see of the year um nothing from uh no it was pushing p the song oh this is is best rap performance oh best rap performance gotcha 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 (laughs) yeah sometimes i feel like an old man trying to like figure out like who is who in this rap game trying to like you know keep up with everybody but shout out to push t as well he's got to be up there push t got to get some sort of nominations i feel like this year yeah i i think um kendrick will walk away for the best performance for that um i don't even know how Khaled snuck in what god did because that album came out like late last year and if that's the case they need to count drake's album so but I don't know. Uh, Khaled has like a chokehold on the Grammy, so I don't. I'm not even sure how he gets nominated. Sometimes. I feel like some artists, no matter what they put out, like they're gonna get nominated based off of their name alone. Like oh, whether you're Nas, whether you're Jay Z, whether you're Beyonce, like just the name alone doesn't matter. You can drop the the shittiest album, you're still gonna get the nominations. I feel like just yeah, because that of was who you a are. superpower song because this is a DJ Khaled song with Jay Z and Rick Ross and Lil Wayne on it. So mm. it's like, yeah, we kind of gotta nominate this one. Yeah, they just they they probably just nominate them because they want them to show up to the to the Grammy Awards. They want to have like representation and they want to have actual people there that are like name value. So it's like, yeah, we have to nominate them to have them show up to our show, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're hoping they just come because you know rappers really don't come to the Grammys notoriously. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't even know this is a category. You know, best melodic rap performance. I guess they had to like make this a category now because like the way music is going. Okay. Did you even know this is a category? Have, what does that even mean? Like melodic? I have is like, no idea. <laughs> That's the problem. I, I'm I'm scared if I'm if I'm even gonna know who these who these people uh are. But go ahead. Let, let's let's see. All right. So uh, the first nominee is beautiful DJ Khaled featuring Future and SZA. Okay. Um, wait for you featuring uh Drake is uh, Future and Tim's. I'm like, not even sure what that song is. Um, Jack Harlow First Class. Um, Kendrick Lamar's Die Hard which is one of my favorite songs on the album mm-hmm. and uh big energy uh by lotto which is one of the wwe theme songs right yeah yep, absolutely yeah 
So I guess by melodic rap, they just mean just the songs you can just catchy, vibe out and catchy and rap song. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Uh, I might have to get to Kendrick on that one. Um, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure I heard all these songs, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. but out of the ones that, yeah, the Kendrick Lamar Die Hard definitely stands out to me. I think uh, this would be either um, Lotto's first Grammy or Jack Harlow's first Grammy. Really? I, I, yeah. I, I thought Harlow would have would have gotten a, at least another couple before, but I guess not. All right. First, I don't. I'm not sure if he got. Oh, he got he got two Grammys last year. I think. Okay. I think he did get two, but I think this might be the Lottos of Jack Harlow's to go home with because Big Energy was crazy, like all over the summertime, like even the like the spring into the summer, that was all over the place. So much so that WWE had to use it as a song. Like, what? Did they know? Did they listen to the lyrics of the song? What is going on? <laughs> so I just looked up the definition of melodic rap, and it says melodic rap is a fusion of singing and rapping, where the rap sounds like it's being sung rather than merely being spoken. So I feel like that's pretty much every uh, rap since like 2002. I feel like I was about to say like, so every category is best melodic rap. Song. It's, just, just call it just call it the Drake Award. Like pretty just much all his songs. Yeah, it's it's pretty much what it is. So oh, all right, that's cool. Like you know, for them to expand it a little bit. Um, why not? Okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, anything, it's it's more awards for rappers. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with more awards for rappers. Um, we're whittling down anyway. So <laughs> best rap song, uh, Churchill Down, which is a Jack Harlow song. Um, God did, of course, again. Uh, Heart Part Five again. Push and Pete. These are just the songs that were nominated for uh, best rap performance. And yeah, the thing is, if, if you're gonna have best melodic rap, then you need to have like a best like underground rap or best like hardcore rap or something. Just kind of like decipher because I'm pretty sure like where's like you know where's the nomination for for science class with West Side Gun, you know, Busta Ghost and Ray like. Songs like that should get nominated as well, but you need it to have the actual like a traditional rap category. Yeah, maybe? like like best like, like underground boom best, like, best boom bap. Yeah, that, there we go. I'll take best boom bap rap of the year. That, but that category would be so skewed because it's like not that many people. You know what I'm saying? Like that's true. It, it'd be like four people winning this award again. It'd be the Benny the Butcher Award. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Every year it's like a different Griselda member would, would definitely get it. Exactly. Yeah, it'd be the Conway the Machine Award. Uh best rap album. This is the uh last rap okay. category. So uh Khaled's album, God Did. Future's album, I Never Liked You, which is a great title. Jack Carlo's album, Come Home to Kids Miss You, which is an even better title. <laughs> <laughs> Kendrick Lamar album. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers and Pusha T's album, It's Almost Dry. Now, Sino, personally, it's either between Kendrick Lamar and Push P, I mean, Push T, but I got a feeling that uh, Khaled might sneak away with this one because he, he's got a nose with these things, but I don't know. Kendrick Lamar should go home with it. All right, so I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. So I'm, if, I'm, if, if, if I'm ignorant on this, I'm sorry, but DJ mm -hmm. Khaled, He's just a producer, right? That's all he does. He makes the beats or does he even do that? He definitely makes the beats. He definitely um, makes he, the beats. Okay. Yeah, so he's, he's not, definitely he's, a hands-on guy. Yeah. So he's not a DJ, right? Because he doesn't actually like DJ. So okay. He's the producer. Kind okay. Of, yeah. So so in my eyes, that's like a compilation. So it's like I know these compilation type albums have one in the past. Um, but it's like I feel like that's not really fair. Like I feel like you should give this to an artist who actually like is on every song, yeah. you know, wrote the majority of the songs. Um, so I'm gonna have to go, see. I'm probably on the same page as you. Either between Push Pusha T and um Kendrick Lamar, I might have to lean a little bit towards Kendrick on this one. You know what's crazy? A lot of people, if you ask, you know, just a random guy up the street, if they heard the Pusha T's album, they'd be like, "No, absolutely not. I haven't heard it." Didn't mm -hmm. the album come out two years ago? But it was so good 
that it still got nominated. Like, if you haven't listened to Pusha T's album, I don't know if you like that type of rap. Pusha T is a great lyricist, and he has great concepts, and he picks great beats. He has Kanye West on his album, but <laughs> if you want to skip that song, that's absolutely fine, too. It's a great album, so, you know, I don't know how much you listen to it, but I used when it first came out until, like, the other day, I, I've been banging this album ever since. And this guy's, like, has been around forever. I was listening to the clips back in, in you know, high school on the lunch table doing the, you know, the grinding beat. You know, I'm pretty sure everybody did that. So it's like freestyles. I busted a grinding beat. You know? So <laughs> the fact that this guy's been in the, in the game for like over 20 years and then he finally kind of split up and and he kind of he kind of pulled the Shawn Michaels here. He kind of split up from his tag team and 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 won some singles gold here. I guess oh, is a wrestling man. comparison for for the wrestler fans that are might be oh, lost did, here a little did bit. You just Janetti. Uh, uh, malice his brother oh, his I'm twin sorry. brother I, did you just i know malice? i know but like where's where's the malice album you know like you know yeah, yeah. you know it, you yeah, know it's in all fairness like he needs to kind of come out and do his own thing um but yeah this is tough man i know, I know kendrick like dominated with the bt awards i think he won like artist of the year and album of the year so it might mm-hmm. be a repeat here for the grammys i feel like how old do you think um pusha t is oh so i'm guessing he had to be like close to 20 when he when he did grinding, so I'm gonna mm-hmm. guess he's like 39. Whew. You're being generous. Pusha T is 45, so you know. 45, okay. He's 45 years old. I had no idea he was that old. Yeah, so he started pretty late then. He, I mean, not late, but I'm saying like you know later than most rappers. He started like in his mid 20s, I guess, when he started. Yeah, or at least when he same age as um Fabulous. Okay, I think Fab is around the same age, and Fab started at like 17. Okay. So right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't know he was that old. But nothing that, wrong, with, nothing that, wrong that, with that. Yeah, he 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 pulled a what a, a Batista where you know started started rapping a little, little bit older than than everybody else. It's all yeah, because Jay Z's in fifty, so it's like you know what. <laughs> That's true. That's you true. know, and he's still the guy. He's still nominated for two Grammys. So what, what can we say? And that uh that kind of concludes the uh rap nominations for the Grammys, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not sure how much um you guys are paying attention to award shows these days because nobody is, but it's always nice for, to see a rapper walk away happy with the Grammys, something they dreamed of doing finally. You know, it's, rappers really don't achieve dreams much these days. So it's kind of good to see these guys walk home with a trophy. Now, do you actually go out of your way and actually watch the Grammys? Because I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I'm going to check out who won them on Instagram. That's pretty much how I do these things. Yeah, I think like last time I watched it was when it wasn't like it wasn't on the internet. Like you, you know, you couldn't go on Twitter. Imagine if the ODB thing happened while there was Twitter with oh ODB like God. stealing the stage. And if, for anybody that doesn't know, uh, Puff Daddy, uh, No Way Out won what rap album of the year in like '97, and yep. everybody knew it was supposed to be Wu Tang, Wu Tang forever. But of course, you know politics and all. Mm-hmm. So Diddy won, and then ODB ran on stage and says, you know, Puffy's good, but Wu Tang is for the children. Um. Speaking of Wu Tang, have you seen a trailer for the for the new season? I have seen it, Sino. It so this great. is where everything. This is where you know this is what we call like a uh, segues, I guess you can say. So, oh, yeah. so speaking of uh, of Diddy, so his son, uh, King Combs, I think is his name, yep. um, is going to be in season three of Wu Tang and American Saga, playing his mm-hmm. father. Yep. And this same King Combs just recently showed up in AW in as part AW of the uh, the Mogul affiliates, which I thought it was Diddy when I first saw him, but I had no idea he looked just like his dad. They are identical twins, dude. It, and then he he's raps just like his dad. He dances around just like his dad. Only thing is, you just see if he could play, if he could have played him in the like the Tupac movie or not mm-hmm. the, the Biggie movie and stuff like that, we'd have been like, okay, yeah, that's that's that guy. But he's just was a little bit too young at that time. But he's well, a spitting image of Diddy. 
here we go. So now he's gonna get his chance in, in the Wu Tang show. I'm I'm actually curious to um to what he's gonna be doing in this in this show because only like real like connection I have with Wu Tang and Diddy is um I know RZA was one of like the one of the only outside producers on uh Biggie's uh Life After Death album. He made the yeah. Long Kiss Goodnight song. And one of the stories that I always hear about is how like Diddy went to like mix the tracks after the album was done. Mm-hmm. And RZA's beat was so complex that he had to call RZA like, yo, I don't know what is going on here. There's so many different instruments going on here. Wait. There's so much music. And of course, RZA being like a genius, he's like, yeah, you know, of course he's, he's not like your average, you know, producer. So he's going to be more intricate with his beats and everything. So I'm wondering if they're going to go down that route and actually show like the process of that song being made. Other than that, like I really can't see too much of a connection unless they go to the whole like, biggie's death and how that impacted wu-tang and wu-tang had a little bit of beef with 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 biggie as well um which is funny because method man was actually on biggie's first album only mm-hmm. only outside artists on there but yeah there was some beef in there and biggie uh raekwon and ghost you know accused biggie of of biting off a of nas with the having a kid on your album cover and everything so there was definitely some beef between wu-tang and biggie so i'm curious if they're gonna uh go into that on season three which is it sucks because the last season so they kind of have to like rush everything because mm-hmm. last we saw they was right before the solo album so now they got what had to go into that all the way up to like present day or at least like what the death of odb i'm guessing is like the the I last image on this show cut off shot because i as when odb passed you know i remember wu-tang going like dark for a while you know yeah. like the, as a collective and method man was just like doing his acting thing even um rizzo started doing his acting thing so yeah. um I, I wouldn't be upset with them stopping at uh odb's passing That'd be i still remember where I was when ODB passed, man. I the day before, the this is not you can't even write this stuff. The day before Wu Tang had a concert, I want to say it was in Newark, like the Meadowlands Arena, I think it was called at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was the entire Wu Tang clan except for ODB. And the way that this show was done, I've never seen a Wu Tang show like this, but basically every member had like their own solo set and their own like stage. So like Rizzo would come out and he'd have like the Kung Fu stuff and then like Ghostface or Rayquan would have like the Gambino stuff. Like everyone had like their own like entrance. It was like WrestleMania in a way. So everybody <laughs> came out and then like, I guess Meth or somebody was like, oh, if you notice somebody's missing from here and it was like ODB and they weren't saying like fuck ODB, but you can tell they were kind of upset. It was like, ODB, I guess, decided not to show up or whatever it was. So they were pissed off because it's supposed to be like a big show for them. Right. And then the next day I was working at Target and uh, my ex-girlfriend at the time, big Wu-Tang fan, she had texted me or called me and she was like, yo, ODB passed away. And it just it hit me. I was like, I think I had to leave work early that day because it was like the first time like I kind of felt the death. Like it's similar to what we talked about with Jay Briscoe. This is somebody who like you listen to every day and it's yeah. like you feel like you know them. Yep. Um. So yeah, that hit me hard when, when ODB passed away. Man, I was the first person, you know, in, in my superhero group of rappers that, that yeah. passed away. Um, but yeah, it was crazy like to think like the day before he was supposed to be at this show and then the next day he's gone. You know what? I don't think a rapper has impacted me like that yet. I won't say yet because it's it's some guys that is like, dude, if something happens, I'm, I might lose it. Kobe Bryant did me like that. Yeah. But um, back to the Wu-Tang show. It's a lot of stuff in that show that I really, really like and stuff that I had never known before. Like, you just put me on game. I had no idea Rizzo made that Long Kiss Goodnight song. It's one of my favorite oh, yeah. Biggie songs ever. That's Love that song. Love the song. Um, But I want to know the guy who plays um, Raekwon, did he put on that weight for the <sighs> show? You know, that's a he- big mystery to me. Or is he wearing a suit? I think he's wearing a fat suit because that's what Shamik Moore. He's he's. I, if he would have gained that much weight, I'm pretty sure they would have found out about it because he's what he's doing the voice of uh he's also the voice of what Miles Morales in the uh Spider Verse movies. So he's you know, know he's up there. 
yeah, he's doing a lot of good stuff. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it's got to be a fat suit because when they first cast him, I'm like, oh, he's got the voice down. He's got the, the walk down for Raekwon, but he's yeah. got to put on a little bit of weight because, you know, Raekwon was the chef, but he was, you know, eating his own food. So yeah. <laughs> they definitely had to show that. So when I first saw the the pictures of the sh- of the show, I'm like, yeah, he's got to be wearing a fat suit. And which was um like my first, the first season, I was like, that's supposed to be Raekwon. Like I'm used to him being like, you know, a little bit of heavier guy. So I'm like, that ain't Raekwon. Get out of here. So it's 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 gonna be a good show to watch to see them like get the 90s fashion and the shoes and what they wore and the lingo. All of that stuff is gonna play a part. And they did a great job in the last two seasons. Cause trust me, like you sent me the picture of the promo um picture they took when he was like, Are these shoes accurate? I'm like, spot on. <laughs> Everything they have on checks out perfectly <laughs> like everything they had on the the grand hills i seen uh, sorry guys I'm, I'm a big sneakerhead if you haven't noticed by now um the grand hills the jordans it was just a lot i like i look for a lot of that stuff when i'm watching like period pieces and um tv shows and movies and stuff so if oh, it's yeah. not accurate i'm kind of like i got my nose tooted up and i'm <laughs> sure like all the wu-tan members are producers so they probably just lend it their own shoes like oh this is the ones that i wore for this you know photo shoot here you go yeah you um, know they have like a big archive like in hollywood with all that stuff just like sitting in trailers and stuff so that's awesome yeah the the episode i'm looking forward to the most is because rizza you know he's been hands-on producer and all that but he hasn't directed any of the episodes and he's obviously done directing in the past he mm-hmm. he mentioned that he's directed an episode that's based on jizza's uh first album liquid swords which is like one of my favorite wu-tang albums so i'm not sure if they're gonna have like each episode dedicated to the different solo albums but i did hear he's gonna be directing the jizza liquid swords episode which i'm really looking forward to because that that was probably one of my favorite albums. solo wu-tang albums of yeah. all time definitely one of the best wu-tang albums it's not 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 hard to say that it's one of the best ever wu-tang albums because i think that was my jump on point for wu-tang because like my brother didn't listen to wu-tang so i had to find these guys myself so I think I picked up Liquid Swords and then I went back to 36 Chambers. And I was like, oh, these guys are all dope. So it, it, it's crazy how like like growing up, it's like, you know, I had I had my my video games, I had my my wrestling, and I had my my hip hop. And it's funny because I, I had this one store that was a destination for everything. It mm-hmm. was this little mom and pop shop called Music Plus. And you could literally go there and I would go there every Wednesday. You could rent one VHS, get another one free. If people don't know what VHS is, it's a cassette tape, uh, a videotape, <laughs> basically. So I would go there and I would rent like my wrestling, my wrestling tapes. You know, one day I get like Survivor Series 93 and then I get maybe like some random ECW tape or whatever. Um, and then like on the other side of the store had your your hip hop albums. And this place, I don't know how they would do it, but they would always get their rap albums like two weeks before everybody else had it before like a Sam Goody had them before Best Buy had them. So I'd always go and see what's new and I'd get like the new rap album and I listen to it and talk about it and then go to school and tell everybody about it. Like, how the hell did you listen to this or whatever? And it's like, you know, I got a hookup or whatever. So this is like my spot where I'll get all my, my wrestling tapes and all my, my seat, my hip hop CDs early. So it's funny how like all this connects growing up. Yeah. Like, um, you, you're lucky you can go rent videos of places. I had my dad's friend Lurch who had like a wall of tapes. <laughs> so <laughs> I just walk up to the wall after we watched the pay-per-view and he's like, Hey, pick a tape. And it was like a 60-40% chance I was getting wrestling or porn. So <laughs> you were lucky. <laughs> I think I think I think we all had like either like that uncle or like that friend's uncle that would always have like those tapes. I remember I had this one friend, JC, and whenever I go to his house, his uncle would be like, yo, if you guys want to take a movie, take it. And my mm-hmm. friend didn't wasn't really interested in it, but I I would because it was like Jackie Chan movies, Jet Li movies, like you know, things from Japan or whatever. I'd be like, yo, what's 
what's five deadly venoms you know what's uh yeah what's uh rumble in the bronx let me you know like i would rent all these when i rent them but i would borrow them from him and just kind of like learn so much about like the outside world because yeah like i said there was there was no internet there was there was no way of like knowing this stuff you just had to kind of explore and figure it out on your own so yeah my dad had a well one of his best friends to his day they've been friends their whole lives um he used to just have a room with a wall it was just vhs is from the floor to the ceiling and he had re- he had all kind of wrestling because he was a huge mark huge undertaker mark too so he had like wrestling he had porn of course movies anything he recorded that day on hbo or whatever he had that all on one tape or stuff like that but me i would just walk up to the wall and just be like what's in japanese that i can't read i used to pick it up and it'd be like fmw you know and that's how i got introduced to like japanese wrestling and ecw and stuff like that and other things that i shouldn't have been watching at that time did you ever (laughs) did you ever copy the tapes for yourself oh of course are you crazy i had um i forgot who it was i think it's the um exploding barbed wire death match between I forget who it is exactly, but it was like when they when they used to do them like on a baseball field and it was like surrounded by water sometime. Mm. And like that stuff used to look so cool to me. I used to try to take over my friend's house like, you got to see this. This guy blew up and Abdul the Butcher falling through planes of glass. It, it was the craziest stuff, though. But I had to I had to take that and show everybody else, though. I remember like staying up. It was either like Fridays or Saturdays night. And there was two things I would always record when my parents were sleeping. I record ECW that they would air like you know, crazy hours of the night to make sure I record that and watch that later. Yep. And then on Hot 97, they had a a, a show called uh, Future Flavors. It was Marley Mar and I think Pete Rock. And they would always like play like the most obscure underground hip hop and always have my cassette there just to record it. And the next day I'd play it for my brother. Like, yo, listen to this new song, Um, you know, by by whoever, by the locks or whatever. Um, so yeah. And I, I miss those days. And just like now it's like so easy. Like I can talk to my son about something. Oh, here you go. Two seconds. Mm-hmm. It's on YouTube. You know what I mean? It's like things are so much simpler now. It's like I can't yeah. hate. I can't be mad about it. But it's like, I kind of envy like, yo, I had to like, we had to work for it. You know, when we were growing up, we had to actually work to figure out what these things are and, and uncover these treasures. So, you know, I had to run home from school. I, I didn't have to, but my favorite show was Rap City. So I mm. ran home from school every day because it came on at like 3.30, I think. I ran home as fast as I could every day, especially when I know somebody was going to come freestyle. I didn't care who it was. I just wanted to see somebody freestyle because I was so intrigued by people rhyming off the top of their heads. So I'm like, please freestyle. Then I'm like, oh, he rapped that verse in this song. So that's when I realized rap was wrestling. So- <laughs> Man, when, when when I was trying to do my rap thing, my dream was always to somehow make it to the basement with Big Tigger and, and oh rap freestyle. God. That was always like my dream. And the funny part is Big Tigger, he wasn't that good, but he always tried. You know what I mean? He always tried to like try to like to rap as well. Good, he was for, for him he to be great. like a VJ. Yeah. I wouldn't expect Carson Daly to bust a freestyle on TRL. Mm, but you know, true, yeah. Big Tigger would go up there and he actually had songs. He was on, oh God, he was on R. Kelly's Move Your Body Like a Snake. Not Oof. A Brian, not a good one. Sh- um, shout out to Big Tigger. I'm not sure what he's doing nowadays. Shout out to- <laughs> <laughs> did you ever I, get into did you ever get into like 106 in Park when they started doing like the, the freestyle battles and all that? Dude, I wish I could find my sisters used to tape 106 in Park, like come home and religiously record over the exact same tape so they never had they had to watch the old one before they recorded the new one mm-hmm. so like on fridays i was like okay look we're just going to record the freestyles you guys can have everything else <laughs> make sure we get those like blind fury was popping oh blind fury i just blind recently fury. i was watching some videos and he just popped up like, oh blind fury I, I totally like it unlocked like a little part of my brain that i totally forgot about i'm like i used to love this blind right? fury guy remember poster boy he poster was like boy, a champ yeah. for like 10 weeks in a row 
And then, then Blind Fury took him off, I think. I'm oh, not sure, Poster but it was... Boy. Wow, yeah. I used to like, listen to Poster Boy, like freestyle mixtapes and all that, man. That's Bro, crazy. it was serious. Kids don't understand. It was serious Freestyle Friday. You had to go to school the next week to talk about Freestyle Friday. Did you see such and such? Destroy him. Yes, I did. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, and I used to have the, the biggest crush on uh, on Free. She was like my girl, man. Oh, man. What was the name of the other co-host? The tall guy with the dreads. I forgot his name. Uh, AJ. AJ. It was you AJ and Free. There fake? we go. What happened? You know his dreads were fake? Get out of here. This whole time? Yeah, they were fake this entire time. Oh, he didn't he like end up going to like MTV after or something? I'm no, he was on him. um Entertainment Tonight. There we go. Yeah, I, remember, I saw yeah. him recently. I'm like, oh, there he yeah. is. And he, that's when he got rid of the dreads. I'm like, hold on. That was too smooth a transition. What so else I, dreads? <laughs> I am not surprised now. He's he he's he he was fake to me anyway. Um I was I was tuning yeah. I was tuning in for free and, and to all the fr- and the freestyles. Um but he, we kind of touched this to um to be more cultural. He he mm. even said it like it was like I think it's like a documentary, like um no, matter of fact, it's a YouTube channel called Comedy Hype, and they kind of like dig into deep um BT um TV shows and stuff like that. He even said it, he said, Yeah, I did it to be more relatable. I was like, uh People weren't even really rocking dreads at that time, but okay. Yeah, <laughs> sure, whatever. <laughs> I know I, I kind of touched on this earlier, but like recently I've been watching a lot of like um rap reactions on, on YouTube. Oh yeah. And there's two two guys that I specifically like subscribe to and follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're two totally opposite like aspects of it. So you have this one guy, I think he's from Chicago, if I'm not mistaken. His name is King Ahmad, young cat, must be like in his early 20s, but like his dad is probably like closer to my age and he put him onto hip-hop so now he's like reacting to all these like 90s hip-hop even some some more recent songs as well but he's pretty mm-hmm. much going through like the classic 90s hip-hop and just to hear like to see somebody's reaction when they hear a song that you must have listened to a hundred times but to see their reaction and they're yep. like reacting to the lines it's it's beautiful man I'm just like, this, this is great to see like young cats like this actually like respect the hip-hop in the form of it and uh, on the other side of it there's this guy named frodo who's like an older gentleman, like a more like like rocker metalhead guy, and mm-hmm. he like oh he always he talks about it in his in his videos how he always like never gave hip hop a chance. He was more into like Iron Maiden and and you know and Metallica and all that. He's like oh, I'm not gonna listen to hip hop. And yeah. then for some reason somebody um was like hey listen to Wu Tang listen to Wu Tang. And once he did like this guy fell in love with hip hop. Now he's trying to listen to everything from Big Pun to, to mm-hmm. Nas. And you it's funny because I started watching his videos from like the beginning and like. There was nothing in his back wall. And as like the videos go on, he's got Wu-Tang posters show up on his wall. He's buying Wu-Ware, Wu-Merch and all that. He's like enjoying and loving it. And then I'm listening to this guy and he starts talking about how he used to be a wrestler and he almost like had a WCW contract and this and that. I'm like, what? So I was like surprised that this guy's like, you know, a a, a, wrestler, a wrestler that actually is doing like hip hop videos. Now I actually want to yeah. reach out to him maybe, maybe get him on the show. I feel like that would be a cool person, you know, someone who just discovered hip hop like in his forties that used to wrestle, or whatever. So that'd be yeah, that's, great. Yeah. That's my new thing now is, is like uh rap reactions, like videos. It's, just, it's 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 a good feeling to see somebody else react to something that you've loved all your life and kind of en- enjoy it. Um, yeah. so I, it might be something I might do down the line with my son. I might put him on once he's like of age. But yeah, listen to this this album for the first time just to see <laughs> just to see his reaction. Has he heard any of your stuff? Um, he has, I, I, okay. I kind of, cause I was, you know, I was a little bit vulgar, so I don't want to put him onto too much, but he's, yeah, he's heard yeah, a couple yeah. songs here or there and he's like, that's you. I'm like, yeah, that's me. But when um, he's older to know, like know what you're talking about, I'm pretty sure y'all gonna have some fun with that though. Oh yeah. <laughs> I want to do, I want to do a song with him and everything, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I watched these, um, kind of funny. You said that I watched these guys, um, their, t- their, um, YouTube channel is called turning tables. It's, um, younger guy. He's, I think he's a DJ or like practicing to be a dj and his dad's like an older musician he's never listened to rap same situation um i found him 
because he um, was listening to like a Kendrick album or something like that. And he's like blown away. He I think he loves Kendrick because he he's like, oh, he, he his rhymes are so complex and he's using that. And the funny thing is he's putting together the like puzzle of the lyrics better than I've heard other people do it. Like younger people do it. I'm like, oh, because he understands like complexity of like making a rap song just because he's listened to these last couple albums with his son. And it's kind of cool because they're starting to bond more over music and I, I can tell that his son loves rap and he's just like oh, I never gave that stuff a try I think he's like an old funk musician or something like that that's the best part is like when you like when you see these reactions and, and they could, they have a story that can relate to like their their dad like this 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 king of my dude he listens to some LL Cool J song and as soon as he heard the beat he stopped what he was doing calls up his dad live in the air and was like yo dad you used to play this song every morning for us when we got ready for school and like mm-hmm. he started crying because it was a, it, it had like a part of his brain that he forgot about I mean, mm-hmm. yo, he used to play this song for us all the time. And his dad's like, yeah, this is what, you know, I tried to put you on to or whatever. So it, it's so cool hearing like these stories, man. And, yeah. you know, I want to do the same. I want to do the same for my son. I want to do reaction videos uh, for, for hip hop or wrestling for whatever. Yeah, that's that's pretty dope. Like, um, I don't know. My dad, he, he hates rap, but he works for the number one rap station in the um city. It's the weirdest thing to me. But um, like, that's how I turned into... um. A fan of rock you know like i growing up nobody played that in the house my mom is a biggie and Pac fan my dad loves old soul my brother is nine years my older so he listened to all, all like you no know, rap for his time mm-hmm. i think you and my brother are on no i don't know they're not the same age but i was listening to that and you know more rap around the local area and then i was like hmm i play a lot of wrestling and then you know you play those wrestling games the soundtracks are just nailing in your head. It was back before you can put on some earbuds and play the video game, you know? So I, you had to listen to those soundtracks and they just converted me into a, a rock, alternative rock fan, classic rock fan. This is like, I never thought I would be liking these things. Like I got a poster. I'm sitting right next to a poster called Kurt Cobain on the wall. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it, I feel like that the way technology moved, it kind of opened up the doors for everybody to like all types of music, not to be stuck in one box. And I love it. Now you got a good point. A lot of those like early like sports games, like you know, Madden, your NBAs, your wrestling games, they had these soundtracks. And I, I don't think you could even like turn the soundtrack off back then. You didn't have the option of no of changing you the turn song. It down. You know, yeah. Too, yeah. So it's like you kind of were forced to listen to these and like you said, you would you would discover new things this way. So especially like the wrestling games, like you know, we've always talked about like all these different like rock songs, whatever they have in there. Yeah, you never would have discovered these songs otherwise. Yeah, why would I be listening to Three Day Grace growing up on the east side <laughs> of Detroit? There's no reason. For me to be listening to three day crazy. No, what? Are you crazy? So, no, but I'm banging Diarrhea Jane riding down the street as a 32 year old man. So, <laughs> so well, we'll stay on the wrestling. I know we, we try not to, to talk too much wrestling on here, but we might as well. It, it's Rumble season, right? You want to you get to some Rumble predictions? Rumble predictions. So, as of right now, um, not a lot of people has like declared their entry into the Rumble. Like, it's only a handful of people, but. Mm, who do you see walking away with the uh, okay let's go let's go men's first let's lay, lay, leave the ladies for last because it's more of a mystery for the ladies because okay so as of this match? For, for men's as of today as of uh january 18th the announced people so far are kofi kingston santos escobar ricochet austin theory seth freaking rollins bobby lashley baron corbin ray mysterio gunther cody rhodes and almost um i feel like cody rhodes is like too obvious uh but I can't see anybody else winning it but him. So unless there's like some surprise in it that I'm not thinking of, I, I can definitely see Cody Rose taking us. 
Oh yeah, the great the uh the brother Cody Rose is definitely walking away <laughs> with this one, man. Uh, you know what? I'm not I'm not that sour about like already knowing about Cody's going to win this one because yeah. It's going to lead to great television. I'm not even the, a, a huge Cody fan, but the fans are going to go bananas for him. Um he's going to put on a good match with Roman even leading up. I hope he doesn't get in the ring until um Mania though. You know? Uh. I don't want to see him touched. I don't want to see those guys touch. I don't want to see him touch a ring without a suit on. I don't want to see <laughs> him do anything. You mean you mean you mean before the Rumble or before Mania? Before Mania, he can. I, you know what? I don't want to I mean, see he's him gonna before be, he's, Rumble he's, either. I don't think he's going to be in the Rumble in a suit. No, no, no. Oh yeah, okay, of course. <laughs> but yeah, please don't bring him out on Raw. Please, please, please. Yeah, I, I, I unfortunately I can see him. Mean cutting promos maybe not wrestling as much but i can see him cutting promos in the ring you know he loves sure. to do that um maybe sure. bring his dog out bring his wife out bring out the whole family Just don't bring um, the dog again he's gonna get spooked by the ten thousand dollar worth of pyro you have cody that's true that's true you might have to retire uh pharaoh oh, from sorry. coming out to the ring forty thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> but okay if, if, if cody rhodes was not in the rumble let's just say he's out of it who else can you actually see realistically winning hmm. i would love to see i would love to say bobby lashley um, like a week ago, but as of right now, it looks like he's more toward the um United States. You know what I'm saying? Title pitcher. So that's the problem with with Roman Reigns having having both titles because yeah. you can't challenge for the other one. Now WrestleMania is still what two days this year, right? So can you is do it? a thing where? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Isn't it two days? What the fuck? Why? Would yeah, you do it? I'm pretty sure it's still two days. <laughs> um, so it's like, can you do like Roman versus Rock or Roman versus Sami Zayn or something one night and then have the winner of that? face the winner of the rumble i guess to make it a little bit more i guess like unknown um because i feel like you have to do this whole roman sammy zane payoff somehow um but then you have like this mm. thing with the the what the bloodline appreciation thing happening and i'm pretty sure they're gonna maybe hint at the rock with that as well there's a lot of different things that roman's gonna do and he can't do them all is what i'm trying to say he can't face all these guys at the at wrestlemania so maybe you don't involve sammy zane maybe you put sammy and kevin and the usos or something and then roman versus cody um but then like what do you do for night two i don't know it's just a lot a lot of different things you could do, but yeah, if it wasn't Cody in my perfect world, Sami Zayn would, would win the rumble. Um, but I can't see them. I can't see that happening. Unfortunately, not, not, not now, not with like yeah, Saudi now. Arabia being running to possibly yeah. buy WWE. Can I see Sami Zayn mainly, uh, you know, headlining WrestleMania? But could you imagine the pop for Sami Zayn? Not even, not even saying him winning just his entrance alone. When you hear that song again for the first time as a baby face, it's gonna blow the roof off that building. I think that that's that might be the one of the spots in the Rumble. I feel like I can call a lot of spots already to set up WrestleMania matches. I, I can see Gunther and Brock Lesnar doing a spot, and yep. that leads to their match. I can see somebody from the Bloodline eliminate Sami Zayn, maybe by accident, quote unquote accident, and that sets up a match or whatever. Um, yeah, this is the first. I guess we're gonna say the first Triple H run Rumble that we know of, at least. Can you see him possibly bringing back some surprises that we wouldn't have seen in a different era? Hmm. You mean like a like a reaching back for like legend guys and stuff? Not necessarily. It could be like an indie person. It could be like a I don't know somebody in the, on on the level of a Jay White. I know he's probably not going to be able to, but somebody like that's well known like outside of WWE that like like when AJ Styles showed up, that was like a, a big thing. But nobody knew him. If you you know if you're just in the mm -hmm. WWE bubble, you wouldn't know who AJ Styles is. But somebody like on that level, can you see have like a even if it's like a one time appearance, like a I don't know Matt Cardona or something? It doesn't have to be somebody who's coming to WWE for good, but just like just to get that pop. Maybe Cardona, but maybe Jonathan Gresham. Mm. 
Um, okay. I can see somebody. I can see somebody, from, I can see somebody from Impact for sure. Yeah, yeah I see more surprises here. in the ladies. Um, I see like, um, maybe like Iconics in the ladies. That's the first thing I was thinking about this morning when I woke up. Like, hmm, that'd be cool. You know, we're gonna move on to the the women's rumble, but you know who I can see being getting a big spot in the women's rumble. I, I can't see it happening unless like I don't know, but like AEW is so like 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 mysterious with their contracts, right? You don't know when people are leaving. We don't <laughs> we didn't know we didn't know when Frank Kazarian was leaving. All of a sudden, he's on Impact. What if because the rumble's in San Antonio? What if Thunder Rosa comes out Ooh. and you hear that Thunder Rosa and she comes out to the rumble? That pop would be humongous, I think. And nobody knows who Thunder Rosa is in WWE land, but she would definitely get the pop in Texas. You would she think, would right? Be a huge star at the Rumble if she came out. Because nobody knows. I mean, she's injured. That's what they're saying, right? But there's always speculation of what happened with Rosa and with Britt mm-hmm. Baker and hiding in the bathroom and all that. I wouldn't be surprised if she was quietly let go or quietly asked for her release. And next thing you know, she's in the Rumble. You I know, would, I would not mind that at all. That's right? actually pretty good. See, no damn. Oh, I would love that. But as far as who, my, oh yeah, Iconics can't come because uh, Peyton's pregnant, right? Yeah, I mean, he can do Billy yeah. Kay, I guess. Yeah, yeah, do, yeah, you know, one of them. Um, trying to think who other what other women haven't been there in a while. Uh, Stacy Keebler, <laughs> can she still wrestle? Like, I feel like she hasn't showed up in the Rumble. Yet. She still got legs. I don't know. I'm pretty uh, sure she does. Um, <laughs> she still got legs. Uh, she can get in the Rumble then. Um, I can see like like somebody on the level like Gail Kim. I know she like retired technically, but I can see her show up maybe for the Rumble spot. Couple of um, defeats, yeah. I would love to see like a Sable. I don't know if she's like even in wrestling shape or whatever, but just we haven't seen her come back since yeah. she got with Brock. So I would love to see like a Sable get in there. <laughs> I could, I feel like more of the surprise is going to be because who the hell is going to fill these women slots because they don't have that many women anymore. It feels like, or they just not putting them on TV or something. Cause they're going to throw a bunch of like Tamina pop up in this. I mean, there's a lot of girls in NXT, right? Just had that 20 woman uh, battle Royal. See, so I can see like a soul Ruka show up. I can see like a, like a, you know what's her name? Alba Fire show up. Yeah, so like, Ruka, Alba Fire. Yeah. Um, maybe um, hmm, um, maybe um, Magda Stallion. Oh, oh I'm sorry, <laughs> Nikita, <laughs> Nikita the Lions. Um, maybe, maybe Nikita Lions because she was already. Didn't she do like a main event match? Yeah, yeah, she's done main event. Yeah. Zoe Stark is done main event. Anybody who's been on a main event can probably pop up in a rumble. You know, Honestly, especially out of the ladies. I, I listened to a well, I read a transcript. Shout out to Andrew Thompson, a, a, a transcript of um of Mandy Rose on the recent like talk show, and she was being mm-hmm. really like she wasn't trying to burn any bridges. She was being really respectful of, of Triple H and WWE. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Mandy Rose shows up. <laughs> the, she hasn't the like, cited them at all yet. And she just posted a picture like um, working with somebody in the ring, like love working with you. Like she doesn't have any bad blood. So I don't think they like left on bad terms. I don't and, I, I wouldn't and, put it past them. And honestly, the way like the way that she did, like kind of like stay like, um, you know, she wasn't trying to oppose them or whatever. I mm-hmm. can see that being a factor for Triple H being like, you know, we got some bad press with what happened to you. You don't yeah. have to come back to our company. We understand you're doing your own thing. But hey, what about showing up in the Rumble? Just yeah, one spot. She hadn't been on Talk is Jericho yet, so she's still good. You can do once you do Talk is Jericho, it's pretty much over. You could have Mandy Rose come out and, and eliminate um JC and Gigi or something, you know? Just connect it to That'd be good. You know, yeah, finish that toxic attraction. Or help those whatever. girls out, you know? Never yeah. It's a you one-time know? thing. So yeah, Mandy Rose. But as far as 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 winning the women's rumble, who do you have there as as your as your winner? Jeez. See, this is the that's the hardest part. Like predictions and fun stuff that could happen. That's fun, but a winner. Hmm. Because you have what Bianca Belair and you have Charlotte are your two women's champions, right? So it's gonna be one of those one of those wrestlers are gonna be fighting at, at Mania. 
Uh, I, honestly, seen I, I hate to be like this, but I can't even think of somebody who can heat up besides Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley's can, a good one. Yeah, Rhea Ripley's a good Rhea, one. Yeah, Rip, Rhea Ripley should have a fucking cane moment in his show and just toss as many women as she can out the ring. Because I, you know what, I, I, the I hottest see, thing in yeah. Right now. I can see Rhea. I can see Rhea. Rhea's definitely a front runner. They've been c- kind of keeping her and Bianca having that match like in the back of her mind. Even her and Charlotte could have a match. Um, yeah. I mean, she's been if, tossing dudes around, so she has to toss at least. She has to break the record. What's the record? Anybody know? <laughs> like she has to break the for, women's for, for, for women's wrestlers. I mean, yeah. didn't Raquel Ra- Raquel had a pretty good showing last year. I feel like, right? Oh yeah, I forgot about Raquel too. Yeah, Raquel's the only other like opposing monster for. Um, Real. What are what are the chances that we see Monet in the Rumble? Oh gee, oh, <laughs> we're not going to see Monet. <laughs> Yo, I'm sorry, I, 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 I'm gonna say it right now. I'm, I was a huge Sasha Banks fan. Love Sasha Banks. I was yeah. there for pretty much all her big moments, takeovers, and all that. Not that much of a fan of Mercedes Monet. I'm sorry to say, like uh, New, New Japan put up a video. Uh, I think it's on their YouTube page. It's like a three four minute video of her kind of promoting uh, her match with Kyrie. And I'm sorry, but somebody should have edited this video or it was bad. Like, she's like tripping over words. She's like miss saying things. Like, I mean, she's never been the best promo, but her like in a sit down setting, like talking about like like Kyrie and, and her love for Japanese wrestling. Mm-hmm. It, did, it did not come off good at all. But the one note that she did say in it was her intentions are to rule the world. Like she's not she pre- she pretty much made it a, a, a fact that she's not going to stay in New Japan. So she's definitely going to be jumping around. I don't know if that means coming back to WWE. Probably not. Probably AEW down the road. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Can you see her maybe popping up in the, in the Rumble? Dude, she got a better chance of popping up tonight on Dynamite than popping up in the Rumble. I, I, I just think that relationship has to be done for right now. Yeah. Because her popping up, right? It doesn't do anything for anybody. It's not going to, you know what I'm saying? It's not going to like change the world or anything because you just seen her in New Japan. And it's mm-hmm. like, do I want to see her back in WWE yet? You just thought of all these possibilities she could have had over there in AEW. Let her fulfill some of those first. Yeah. You know, and then come on back. That's I don't have a problem with anybody living any organization because you're going to be welcome right back in. We're fickle, fickle wrestling fans. These oh, days. yeah. <laughs> so it's not like nobody hates Sasha right now or Mercedes. But I'm I'm not digging her um like uh that promo after it at Wrestle Kingdom. And yeah. the, it was a very, very ambitious move that she's trying to do now, which I don't understand what's wrong with the bank statement. It's it's a pretty good move to back the back uh, backstab her into the um crossface. Why yeah. not? She's going for like WWE 2K style finisher right now. And it's like, are you gonna be able to pull that off on everybody? Yeah, she could probably do it on the stardom roster because they're all like small, small women. She could probably do it with everybody there, but yeah, try that in AEW. It's not rolling like, in AEW. Yeah, it's, try that against yeah. try that against um uh against Jade Cargill. <laughs> Let's see how that works. <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not putting Jade in a gory and rolling her to a DDT. It's in no. Because <laughs> first of all, she's double your size. I honestly think that Tony Khan expected Sasha or Monet to come into AW because like why would you set up this Bow Wow thing that went into nowhere? I feel like the Bow Wow thing was definitely gonna tie into Sasha because he got the connection okay. with Snoop Dogg being mm-hmm. the cousin and obviously he's he's the mentor of, of Bow Wow. Bow Wow could have brought in Sasha to fight Jay. That would have been perfect. Why build up this mystery uh partner a month ahead and it's Tony Storm, someone who's on your roster? Like doesn't a lot of things didn't make sense. So I feel like 
they were trying to bring in Mercedes and then there must have been some clause in the New Japan contract. So, oh, you know, you can work for outside companies, but we get your first match mm-hmm. in American soil. So that would eliminate her from having that match. Um, but yeah, if you think the promo after the her debut was bad, watch this YouTube video, man. She's like, she like miss she, she called herself like Banks Monet. And she's like, oh, I mean Mercedes Monet. Ooh. Like she was literally making errors that nobody edited out. So I'm not sure if they didn't catch the 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 errors or whatever. But it was, it was pretty bad. I'm just like, ugh. ugh. Maybe you don't do too much talking. Um, but you know, all the spotlights on her. But somebody else walked out that day. And Naomi, do, do we see Naomi show up in the Rumble? I would not be mad at that either. Naomi should be back in WWE. Sasha should be over in her excursion, quote unquote. But yeah, yeah. Naomi should never have left. I, I'm not and saying they, that she never had left, but she should have been back by now because I could. I want her in the bloodline. She might be as back as as early as uh, on the Raw 30 show. You got the entire bloodline, right? Oh. I mean, she's 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 by marriage. She's she's bloodline, right? She's official bloodline. I mean, if you if you could have you know Manu and Samu and Fatu and and Mu and Leone and all this, like you, why can't you have Naomi? Yeah, she's she's bloodline. I wouldn't be mad at that, and she needs that. Naomi was a character change away from being really good. She's already good in the ring, but she she her promos just weren't like never the best, and like her character was kind of like dry after winning that um winning the tag team titles with uh. Sasha, but this heel run with the bloodline she could possibly have, I'm thinking about that. Like, she could be the first lady of the bloodline. So, check this scenario. On Monday, right, we got, what, the Judgment Day versus the Usos for the tie titles have a situation where they're all in the ring, and then you know how how Rhea's been getting, what, in Solo's face? You have Rhea in Solo's face, and then Naomi shows up from the crowd, and she gets in Rhea's face, and you get Rhea and Naomi. No, she just got a jacket right then in there. She got a hair with a chair or something. Rhea's been slamming luke gallows for two that's months. true <laughs> she, she's gotta come and hit her with a lead pipe or something all right so let, let, let's lock in our predictions i'm gonna go with cody for the men's and cody rhea for ripley men's. for the women's i i well we got the both same picks i think that's gotcha. pretty much everybody else across the board but yeah. who knows you know we might get some uh curveballs thrown there who knows bailey might win the fucking thing is she in the championship match uh no the only match they made so far was alexa uh and uncle howdy i mean uh alexa and uh oh, yeah and uh and bianca belair right that match is happening i don't know what, what do we think of this old uncle howdy thing do you think it's gonna pay off you think it's gonna be anything anybody cares about or not really it's gonna be bo dallas and everybody's right? gonna be like i got you so yeah. I, I, i've been i love bray wyatt man I love I love the idea of him in in WWE. I love his character. All his characters have been home runs for me. But these promos don't build to anything. Um, they always give him people that nobody really cares about. Yeah, LA know, Knight is so I, random. I I've never been an LA Knight guy. You know what I mean? And he hasn't really reached the point yet that he should be facing Bray Wyatt and his first feud back. You know what I'm saying? So it's just bad decision after bad decision. I'm not sure how much of Triple H um, like had to do with this introduction to LA Knight and everybody else. But he did he did catch Bray Wyatt at the tail end when Vince was walking out the door. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be hard to like, you know, rebound this and turn it into something. I understand Triple H is working with a lot of stuff, but dude, this Bray Wyatt thing is it's fun to again to me. And it's and like everybody was so excited. You had all this, all this white rabbit stuff, and everybody oh was like, God. you know, theorizing this and that. And then you had that big debut with all the different like mm-hmm. puppet characters in the crowd, and everybody's like, Who's that? Who's gonna be real for this? And it's like, what happened? Now it's like 
just Uncle Howdy just kind of showing up his face every week. And yeah. oh, okay. Like I and said, even I played it, Jefferson Airplane White Rabbit for like a month straight. Right. Because of this guy. <laughs> like, so, so like we all kind of suspect it's Bo Dallas. So it's like, unless it's somebody else, like we're not really going to be surprised. Like only way I'm going to be surprised if he takes his outfit and it's, it's, it's Mike Rotundo as IRS telling us to do our taxes. <laughs> like, I don't know what, what else is going to be a big reveal for us. Like at this point, just, just give me Bo Dallas, Uncle Howdy, whoever he's going to be. And Alexa Bliss is Sister Abigail, whoever she's going to be. And, just give me some good matches, man. That's pretty much all I can ask for now to Bray Wyatt. You know what I mean? It's actually show people you can go. Because a lot of people say he can't. And it's like, dude, he can go. It's just he has bad character direction. And he can't display his wrestling ability. So what do you think this Mountain Dew uh, Grape Ginger Ale match is going to be? I call it Grape Ginger Ale because I tried to pitch black and it tastes like Grape Ginger Ale to me. What do you think did. this match is going to be? disgusting. I have no idea. <laughs> I hope it doesn't be like the Miz Zombie match. But I'm not expecting anything less than that. So <laughs> it, it, it's all right because LA Knight doesn't have any idea what it is either. He's on some podcast saying, "Yeah, I don't really know what it is." He's he guesses it's like lights out or whatever. But it's like, does anybody want to see that? Like a lights out match? Like yeah. legit lights out? <laughs> Why isn't he doing the yeah thing? <sighs> I don't know. I guess that's like a, a, a TNA thing or Impact thing. So maybe yeah, he figured so over know. right now though. You know, this is his first pay per view. I guess WWE pay per view or PLE whatever. So maybe they just wanted to you know kind of get his his shine. Even if it's like a one time thing, just to. You know, he paid his dues. He's been wrestling forever. You know, maybe he's yeah. like, you know what? Here, get a pay-per-view spot. Yeah. And then, you know, we'll move on to something else after that. I, I guess, man. I guess we're going to move on to something else, too. We're going <laughs> to start to wind the showdown, so, you know. Yo, it's funny because the one thing we didn't really talk about was, I mean, we, we kind of hinted at it with the King Cones, but, you know, Mogul Affiliates. We kind of predicted this on, on the first show, right? Mogul Affiliates, my last show. And, you know, since Dynamite's coming on tonight, we're recording this show on a Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen. Dynamite's coming on tonight, and since I'm like uh, Brian Stris-Damas over here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think of another prediction. Think yeah, last prediction. time we we was we recorded right before Dynamite, and yeah. you predicted it. So what's your prediction today? Prediction. Uh, okay. Uh, I can't think of another rapper that'll show up tonight, because I don't even know where they're at. Where, where city are they in tonight? Fresno. California? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So it's you can anybody can show up. You know, they're in, they're in California. I'm going to say that maybe just maybe swerve is going to go because darby won that belt like he won the uh tnt belt last week right yeah a couple weeks ago yeah he Co- yeah, okay. he's, fight, he's fighting kushida tonight he's fighting kushida swerve is going to come out for angle after that match because mm, why okay. not heat him up right now Swerve and Darby, yeah. Swerve and Darby. Swerve and Darby at um whatever their next pay-per-view is see revolution. Pay-per-views are so split up. I know. I, I can I have no idea. My I think somebody asked me what what is their WrestleMania once? I was like, I have no idea. So but they uh, have they have these special like dynamites all the time, right? You get like St. Valentine's Bash or whatever they're gonna have. I don't know. So yeah, I, I'm I'm predicting uh Swerve and Darby at the end of tonight. We'll have a direction toward that. About that. Okay. So and I Rick I looked Ross up staying interactions. I'm waiting for those. Yo, Rick Ross needs to come back. That's the thing. Like, you can't have this this Mogul Phillies, and then you have King Combs. Yo, the so the other guy that was with King Combs is also Diddy's son. His name is he's, like, yeah, he's um, the curly one, right? Oh, he's, Oasis. What was his name? Like Oasis yeah, or something? He's his other son. Yeah. So, so I looked up rappers from Fresno. And the only one that actually like that I know is Planet Asia. I don't think Planet Asia is going to show up to to Planet that Asia's point not showing up. You never know. AW reaches back with their rap references, so you never know. They got Bow Wow and, you know, so. <laughs> so we're seeing so we're seeing Too Short and E-40 tonight. I wouldn't be surprised if E-40's not there. If they were in, if they were in Oakland, I would, you know, it would be 
probably I wouldn't be surprised about the E forty appearance. But Swerve is um where's Swerve? Is it Swerve from? Is he a West Coast guy? Uh, I want to say he's East Coast. I'm gonna look it up real quick. I thought he was a West Coast guy, but I I, I I'm pretty sure he can have a couple mogul affiliates at the show tonight. Oh yeah, he's from Tacoma, Washington. Yeah, yeah he's a West Coast guy. Okay, he would definitely have some mogul affiliates tonight at the show. Definitely. You know what? I always wondered before we go. I wonder how Wale felt about Ross being in wrestling now because he mm. always Wale even said he wanted to be a writer for WWE at one point in time. He's got so many collabs. He's got shoes. He's got all this stuff. And he does Wale Mania every year. Like, I wonder how does he feel? Or is he like giving pointers to Ross? Or like, you know, has AEW not used Wale at all? Wale like, hasn't made an AEW appearance because he's he's really tied in with WWE. Yeah, so I was gonna I don't say know if they he want to do that. Yeah, he must be like tied down with them. I know the whole thing with with the new day and all that. So yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I just I just looked up Wale and and AEW. The only thing that came up was Wale asking fans why can't they enjoy both WWE and AEW, and that's a good point, Wale. That's a good point. It's a good point. Enjoy both shows. Wrestling is wrestling. It all sucks. You know who they're not going to use? Westside Gun. This poor guy's been. <laughs> you know what's funny? I, we haven't seen him in the crowd since Rick Ross showed up. I think he might be pissed off. I would be too. You know, he's um he he put something on Instagram says he's go he might retire from rap. So Ooh, okay, yeah, that yeah there yeah. He go, said man. um he's done everything. He's put his friends on. He's uh he's made millions. He's made ten mixtapes. He said he's done everything. There we go. So now he can move on to the performance center. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I can see Westside Gun Productions coming to an NXT near you, but that was the show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Go to uh. Poisonrunner.ca. Check out John Ceno at uh, on Shot in the Dark every week on the Poison Runner feed. Uh, Ceno, is it anything else that you're doing that you need to let the people know of? Um, I know I'm going to be recording shows um pretty soon with WH Park. He's going to invite me over onto the Long and Winding Royal Road. So uh, the match that I chose is actually uh Rob Van Dam's highest rated singles match, Rob Van Dam versus Dan Crowfat in Old Japan Pro Wrestling from the 90s. So wow. we'll be talking about that pretty soon. Um, I'll be popping up with Scrump on his podcast. He told me to choose a movie. I chose The Man with the Iron Fist by RZA, directed Dope. and starring. So we'll be talking about that as well. And I'm sure I'll be popping up here and there uh, on your post-wrestling slash Poison Rana uh, show of choice. Um, but yeah, check out Shine in the Dark, like B said. Um, and then, uh, you know, give us some ideas on our next show. We'll have the next show in February. We're going to try to time it out. So maybe our next show is like after the premiere of the Wu-Tang show. So we can kind of talk about that a little bit. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, if you guys have any suggestions and any ideas or questions, um, we're definitely gonna try to get guests on here as well. Like I said, I want to reach out to this Frodo guy who's, you know, wrestling slash hip hop, uh, YouTube channel here. Uh, then anybody, you know, any other ideas you guys might have, you know, go to the Facebook Poison Rana page and, uh, give us your thoughts and ideas. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, I am B. Detroit for John Cena. We are out of here. What more can we say? But see you later.